Welcome to The Nest Podcast, a place where we have down-to-earth, uplifting conversations about women's health, healing, our inherent feminine wisdom, and the magic that happens when we decide to be the hero of our life and not the victim of it. Here we'll explore a wide range of topics from holistic nutrition, metabolic health, and balancing your hormones, to mind-body medicine and how intuition, spirituality, and consciousness are revolutionizing health and healing. In this episode, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Renata Tarovsky. Renata is a straight-talking astrologer, spiritual mentor, Reiki master, and naturopath who cuts through the spiritual fluff to deliver the sassy cosmic wisdom you didn't even know you were searching for. But what makes Renata a true master of her craft is her commitment to helping empaths, spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, and seekers confidently service the world the way that they were born to do. If you love a no BS approach with a little woo-woo mix in there, she's your girl. So sit back, open your heart and mind, and get ready for a dose of inspiration to motivate you on your healing journey. Let's dive in. Hi, Renata. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. I'm so glad to have you on the show. For those listening, just to kind of give a little background for how you and I know each other, we went to school together, to naturopathic medicine, naturopathic medical school together at CCNM in Toronto. But we haven't seen each other, well, I haven't seen you in person. I was trying to think of this this morning, like as I was getting ready, knowing I was talking to you later today, I'm like, when was it that I last saw you in person? It wasn't graduation. I think I last saw you like at a conference. And it's still been like, it's been forever, but it's so funny how we got reacquainted because I was looking for an astrologer Mm -hmm. and someone, you know, who was like-minded and then I could trust and all these things. I just, you know, put it out there to the divine, Mm -hmm. prayed and asked, you know, because that's what I do. (laughs) And then I had like three different avenues or people like kind of like bring you to me. And it was just like, oh my gosh, Renata. It was was like, no, like it was such a funny, and this is like the synchronicities and the things that I love. Like, you know, when you like pray and ask for something or put it out there to the divine and like what happens. So I seriously was like, I really need to find someone to work with, like an astrologer and blah, blah, blah. And then a friend was like, oh, there's this really cool chick I heard on a podcast. You might know her from school. And she mentioned your name and then, and, but even before that I had put out to like a mystics group that I'm a part of. And I was like, does anybody have an astrologer? And literally it was like, my friend Laura had mentioned your you, And then someone had written on the chat, the mystics chat and sent you or sent me the link to your Instagram. And at the same time, I literally was looking at your Instagram when that message came through and it's like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's supposed to be Renata. I love that. that. It's amazing. Anyways, all that said, I'm glad to have you on the show. So let's jump in. The first question I'd love for you to like answer is just to tell us a little bit more about your story and what you do and, you know, how does an ND get involved with astrology? How much time do we have? <laughs> okay, I'll try my best. Hold notes. Okay, bear with me, everyone. We're going to go through a little journey of my past, but it makes sense. And I think a lot of you will actually resonate with my story, or you might actually be in one of the phases of my story right now. So it is a bit longer, but necessary. It's, so it's I guess relevant. this is all about stories of transformation and heroes right. journeys, right? So it's all good. So when I was, I guess, in my... 20, I can't remember. It was like my second or third year. I can't remember exact age or timeline there, but it was roughly 
third year, I think university where I was really struggling with my own like mental health. Like I'm not going to get into the details of all the factors that kind of snowballed into this, what I would call it an experience of social anxiety, depression that was, I was trying to manage through an eating disorder. (laughs) So it's, there's multiple things that set me off that literally I I felt like I shattered into a million pieces. I can't even explain it where I was a very extroverted outgoing like person who always had fun. And I I was like, I don't understand how people are like depressed. Like mind you, I'm young teenager, ignorant that I don't understand like life (laughs) and the universe is like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll show you. So is ironic at the time I was actually in studying in undergrad to be a psychotherapist or a psychologist and I was in neuroscience. So Let's here see, I am. Struggling. It's, always the way. it's like, Oh, do you need some real life material? <laughs> Let's right? give it- so it, it was what I call my first extreme dark night of the soul. If people identify with that or like my first existential crisis, I don't know, whatever, whatever words you guys relate to. And I remember being like going to the doctor, just kind of like, I don't, know what happened to me and I know something's not right and mental health wasn't something that was talked about back then and even though I had a lot of I had a lot of shame of what I was going through yet at the same time I'm I was a person that I'm like I want Renata back like it was like I was resisting it and then trying to like hide my mental health yet at the same time trying to work through it like it was really strange a lot of nuance in there anyways I got to a point where I went to my my doctor being like I don't know what's going on with me, but I feel like I'm depressed and this is what I'm going through. And I I would like to talk to somebody. I want to do something about this. I can't keep living this way. And I remember getting reference to like a a counselor at school and being like, that person should just not be doing that job. That was the worst experience of my life. Like, just like, I did not feel safe. I felt very judged when I was like explaining like what I was feeling. And I was like, okay, I already feel like shame and like shit as it is. I don't need, I don't, this does not feel good. But I'm glad it happened because it opened my eyes to conventional care when it came to mental health. And from there, they were like, okay, well, you can get a, like a medication. Like that's, that's all I've seen yeah, another option. To want to, right. And I look, and I'm not against people making those choices, but for me and my soul, I was like, that's not, that's not the answer for me. I know that like something happened. And then I ended up breaking into a million pieces. These aren't my only two options. And I remember leaving, (laughs) I remember leaving the doctor's office, not knowing what to do next. Okay. I just knew I'm like this. I don't know what the next day, I don't have a plan B. I just know that this is, I'm not accepting this as plan A. And later on that week, I'm, I'm almost certain it was within the same very short time window. Mm -hmm. There was a job fair at my school and it was like, one of the booths was naturopathic medicine. And I was like, I remember like, what is this? And reading the pamphlet and I was so intrigued and I was like, this makes so much sense to me. Like, you know, like, yeah, of course. And I remember it was like in the back burner and I never seen it in naturopath. No one talked about it, but it was like, it was like an inner knowing. And I was like, this makes so Your much intuition sense. kicked in. Right. And you, everyone has to understand that at the time I was a very pros and I was, a, I would, I would um, assess the situation versus pros versus cons. I was very analytical. I was driven by my, uh, my mind. And even if all the, I had more pros and cons, I would, and it felt wrong. I would still choose the pros. Hmm. So I would chronically go against my gut and I would operate with logic or my mind. So this was like a big departure then all of a sudden to like <laughs> see the naturopathic medicine booth and like oh, have that little voice inside of you be like, ding, ding, ding. 
Yeah. So I, I, I resisted it and I was still kind of like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what this is, but I kept going back. I kept going back. And I actually transferred on neuroscience to, to pursue potentially becoming a teacher, science teacher. Cause I was like, I really love to teach people. So I was already like, I love that. I just, I can't be prescribing. This is not what I want to be doing for a living. I do not want to be prescribing people medications. Cause like, I just don't, that is not what I want to be doing. Yes. So lo and behold, I ended up deciding to go to naturopathic medicine school. And that's where I really understood the complexity of the mind, body, soul, and, uh, and spirit and how that really affects someone's well-being. And that is essentially where I would say I healed. I healed from the eating disorder, the depression, the anxiety. And I, I felt like I put myself back together-ish. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I really feel like those of us who are willing, because I'm sure there are those who didn't have this experience going to naturopathic medicine, like going through that program, but there were so many of us, like I graduated an entirely different person <laughs> than I was when I walked through the door, yeah, like actually yeah. physically married to someone else, <laughs> like a different person <laughs> by the end. Like I went through a divorce, went through a whole transformation of person <laughs> in that program. Like it rips you down, like tears you apart and then builds you back up if you oh, let it. If, if you you're willing. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's so, what happened to you. You came in. Yeah. Like, it, it shattered in a million pieces. Yeah. I came in not realizing that I was the, I was the wounded healer. Like I didn't, yeah. didn't, it was more like, oh, I want to do this. This makes sense to me. And again, like, this is the first time in my life. I, I made such a huge commitment. Like this wasn't, this was a huge chunk of change that I had to pay out of my pocket for. And I bartended and waitress and it was like, my ass was on the line. So it wasn't just like, whatever, I'm just going to like, commit to this and it was like this is a four-year commitment and a lot of goddamn money are you gonna do it yeah, or not? and I was like I don't care <laughs> none of that none of that faced me and I was like I'm doing it I'm doing it so yeah. I graduated and then I thought okay now I'm on to my journey helping people heal and in pr private practice I was working at two different clinics and I'm still working at the one part-time to this day. That's my, it's, it's like my, my base, it's my home. But there was another place I was working for and it was a corporation. It was a gym. It was a corporate gym. And I was the naturopath in one of the, the wellness center that no longer exists. And I remember, you know, it was six months in and I was looking at my schedule and my schedule was completely filled. Like every slot was taken. And again, I thought I, I thought I made it. I had no business background. I hustled. I put myself out there. Like it, like if you don't have an entrepreneurial background, it's a rude awakening knowing that I just graduated <laughs> and I didn't, I just thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be that's a healer. True. You don't realize that it takes time for people to see, like that was, a, that's a whole other story. So not only did I have to put myself in so many uncom uncom uncomfortable positions, I remember looking at my schedule, be like, I made it. I did it. Like I'm, I'm making money. You like arrived. I've arrived. And then I was like, so then why is my anxiety back with a vengeance? Okay. I am inflamed. I, I put on 10 pounds, but it was like pure inflammation. My gut is a disaster. My nose is dripping like a, like a leaky faucet. And I have this, this rash on my face that doesn't matter what concealer you use. This shit's not getting covered up. Like yeah. it was, my body was angry and rejected. And man, I had other personal things going on. And I remember sitting there being like, okay, so why is it that I've done it? I checked the boxes off yet. I'm like, we're back here again. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I already went through this shit. I thought I was like, I, I thought I was at my lowest point. Now you want to, what is going on? Yeah. And I remember sitting there like, oh my, what, like, because I thought this was going to be my life. And I remember sitting there being like, okay, hey, Renata, what is it that you want to be doing? And I, I was very intrigued. I was seeing like these like online entrepreneurs in the spiritual world. And I'm not saying like they're, they're necessarily like my, 
mentors or like uh people but I was seeing Gabby Bernstein is that how you say Bernstein and like I was just like I want to be doing something like Chris Carr like that was like who I saw back in back like years ago I want to be online I want to be talking to the world I want to be in this grungy ass office with Beyonce blasting in the background as I'm trying to do acupuncture on somebody like I don't want this (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it's like what is this what is happening right now this is and I remember the universe kept sending me people that Yes, they had physical issues, but it was deeper than that. Like their soul was dying. That's what I diagnosed them with. I was like, if I could diagnose you something, it was soul death. Like they hated their jobs. They were in an unhealthy relationship. They were, they were feeling disconnected from their purpose. And I was like a gluten-free diet and acupuncture ain't going to fix this shit. Like, like I was essentially like their soul counselor slash naturopath. Yeah. yeah. Oh like, God. Yeah. I resisted the call for six months. Then I finally had the kunas to like quit because I was like, I can't keep doing this. I was progressively getting miserable. My, my, my rash was progressively getting worse. And I was like, and the, the panic and the anxiety, the moment I turned into the parking lot, I was like, this isn't normal. Like, I don't want to live this way. And I had no plan again, because that's what Renata does. And I was like, whatever, well, I'm not doing this. So I'm quitting because I'm tying up my energy here. And I brought in 80% of the business. Like that was on me. So if I can rebuild if I made this happen, I could rebuild anywhere. Like that's what that gave me. It doesn't matter what happens in life. You could always rebuild fast forward later. Then it was like, then I took a course. Then I worked with a coach. Then it was like, it was kind of like this snowball effect. As soon as I quit, I was like, I took this like personal development course. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to get my yoga teacher training from there. Then I met this person and that person, this, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And then I eventually it morphed into what it was today, but it was because I was willing to say, screw it. This is not aligned. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to tick my life away doing this. This is awful. This is, this is how people feel. <laughs> There's a couple of things I want to circle back to that I just think are so wonderful. A, when I, I've experienced this also in my life. Like when you have the courage, A, to be truthful mm-hmm. with yourself and say, I'm miserable and I'm not like, this isn't an alignment. I'm like, I'm way I'm, I'm, I've gone way off, (laughs) you know, like what my soul is asking me to do. I'm like so far out of alignment. When you have the courage to accept that invitation back to yourself, Providence steps in, right? That's when like doors open where there were only walls. That's when you happen to meet so-and-so who's like, oh, I just, you know, have this client or, or this person would love to see, or, you know, like, or there's this opportunity, whatever it may be. Like it, I've seen it so many times in my own life and my friends and my patients, when we have the courage to rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and say yes. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it means blowing up our lives to some extent, Mm -hmm. right? Saying the hard things, making the big decisions, Mm -hmm. saying no, disappointing people. Oh yeah. Cause a lot of people thought I was batshit crazy. Like they were just like, okay, you already went to, and now you're quitting. Like I, I know, I know how people perceived it. They perceive it as maybe irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You need to grow up. You need to get your shit together. Um, like you're going to throw all that away now to like do some spiritual, whatever you're going to do now. It must've been a mind fuck for you too, because again, like you said, you had this like analytical side of you, right. Yeah. That's like pros and cons black and white. Yeah. And then all of a sudden intuitions like your soul's like grabbing a hold of your life and saying no (laughs) I was able to balance them a bit better but I'm gonna I was was gonna be honest like 
everybody's judgment or like when the, when most people, it's not that people aren't supported. They just mean, well, they're just like, but you just built your career. Now you're in all that money. And I'm like, that's people's stuff being projected. And also that's just the way that they care. Like I, I, I didn't, I don't take it offensively, but I was like, I know you don't understand and mm-hmm. I don't need you to understand. I totally understand that you see it this way. And I get that. And I can't explain this to you. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, you know, and, it, and I can, I can, I can respect how people aren't willing to explore the unbeaten path, especially when you don't have the right people around you mm-hmm. to support you. And it's not that they don't love you and want the best for you. It's just, they don't understand. So that's why it was so important for me to get out there with other people who are on similar paths, because yeah. I was like, am I crazy? Like, am I actually, do I need to get my shit together? I was like, no, this is me getting my shit together. Actually. Yeah. You coming back to yourself. So then what happened? Yeah. So then I just started coaching people. Um, I still practice part-time and I think it wasn't in really, it wasn't until like 2020 when the world like just, I don't know, whatever it did. And then I was just like, and I'm going to go full woo and I don't give a shit anymore. Like it was, it was really interesting. It's like, I find like I, I tend to, I don't want to say under times of pressure necessarily, or in a, I don't know what it is, but part of me was like, okay, this is the time to step up. And if like, and it's like it, when we explore astrology, this is very, this is also very astrologically aligned in my chart with my transits, meaning my own unique cycles and positions, like my destiny points. So for me, I'm North node Aries. That means my destiny is to be this like warrior and it's in the ninth house. So this, and it's hitting what's called my career point. So it's like my life's work to be this like spiritual leader warrior and to encourage other people to step into their, you know, reclaim themselves. So it's like, I, of course you're going to live that in your own life, right? Like it's, so of course you're living that in your life. Like I'm that's- living that in my life. Right. And I remember in 2020 being like, okay, what is a line? Cause if you're te- like, I always have to hold myself and, and accountable because if I'm t- preaching alignment, I have to be demonstrating that. And alignment could also mean I'm where I am now. It could be limbo. And I'm a, like, my alignment right now is knowing that I've outgrown this and I don't know what's next, but I'm being authentic. And I I'm aware that that's what is where I'm at. Do you know what I'm saying? So in yes. 2020 hit, I was just like, you know what, now is the time. And again, something happened in my chart, my astrology, it was like clockwork. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm done. Like I am done. I'm going to go full woo. I'm pursuing the cosmic. I want to, I want to educate the world. It's time to step into this role. I'm terrified. And I simultaneously don't give a shit. Cause I can't keep, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm towing the, I'm towing the line and I'm sick of towing the line. Yeah. Were you always interested in astrology or was it something that came about after you kind of like left the clinic? No, it was, it was actually something that came about like maybe four years ago, very passionately. Like I actually, I've gotten many astrology readings done, but it wasn't by, there was this one person that read my chart and I really liked the way they read and it was very detailed and it was very like it kind of, it's similar to how I read, but obviously my own style. And I, cause I find astrology fascinating, but I wasn't like getting these like unconscious, like shadow nitty gritty aspects, you know, that I found, I guess, useful. It was just like, oh, this is interesting, but mm-hmm. no one really taught me how to integrate astrology. So I got this reading and it was like, again, my soul was like, you need to go do this now. And I was like, okay. And I just learned the more I would ignore that call, the more miserable I get. So I didn't, I'm like, I've been here before it's time to explore this. So I started actually weaving astrology with my coaching people. 
And then finally in 2020, that's when I went like full, like astro, like focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. So you leave like naturopathic medicine full-time, you're still doing it part-time. You go into more of like a coaching, like really working more on, on counseling people, like spiritual counseling, Mm -hmm. right? Like coaching Mm -hmm. and then weaving in the astrology, furthering your interest in it, gathering more and more tools. And now that's kind of become a main tool. Like astrology is like one of the, I would say it's the main tool in your coaching, correct? Yeah. I would say it's my main tool. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from your intuition and you know, all those. Yeah. Then there's like Reiki tarot and then obviously like natural healing, but I would say, yeah, it would be my main, it would be my main, um, my main tool. And to be honest with you, it's actually helped me further my own ability to channel or to just read energy. So like it gave me a structure and I'm realizing now I don't even have to look at a chart. I could be like, this is kind of what's going on right now. And when I look at the transits, I'm like, fascinating. Yeah. I love it. Oh, there's so many things I want to ask you all at the same time. First, what do you think astrology offers people that come to you? And then second, what does that have to do with like health and well-being? Cause I'm sure there's some people listening who are like, what the heck does this have to do with health? <laughs> what does astrology yeah. have to do with health? Well, what was, sorry, what was the first question? How does it help people? Like, how do you feel like, like, what do you think it offers people? I think it offers people sometimes confirmation. I think the big thing is confirmation. A lot of the times we know. So a lot of times people will be like, I know this about myself. Yet it's that constant second guessing in your brain about it and that resistance. Secondly, astrology I found was an opportunity to understand we're so complex that we can be this or it's not a this or that where I th- I feel like we, we, we try to compartmentalize things. And if I'm spiritual, I can't swear. If I'm this, I can't do this. If I'm this, I can't do that. Where astrology, it's like, no, you're, um, it's a, an amalgamation of all these different dualities. Hmm. That's what it's teaching you. It's like, oh, I, I don't have to be one or the other. It's I, cause we have all these weird requirements in society. And anyways, that's a whole other conversation. So I found astrology gives people confirmation and permission to be who they already know they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one. And number two is there's what I call the shadow aspect and our blind spots. So I'm not just going there, going to make everyone feel like I'm not going to make you feel confident and good about yourself. I'm also going to be like, and this is where you're at. This is the unconscious shadow aspect of this type of energy or this part of your personality that you have to be mindful of. I don't use astrology as like, well, I'm a sudden Leo. So that gives me a free pass to be full of myself. No, like I don't practice that way. It's really about how can you be your best version of yourself and also learn how to integrate your blind spots and maybe your more not so sexy qualities and take responsibility and accountability for that. And also I'm not saying you're to, to any stretch of imagination to be perfect, but every aspect in the chart has a higher octave and a lower octave. So we always want to strive towards what's your highest expression and also hold acceptance for when you're not operating in that alignment and being able to catch yourself when you're, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing that. I'm I'm," like, for example, my moons in Pisces, that's my inner world. Like I can tend towards escapism very easily. So I notice when I'm getting overwhelmed, I, I will dissociate. I'm like, Hey, we're not like, and I have now tools not to just what does yeah. that look like for you to escape like the escape? Oh, 
Like I, I'll just like go on my phone for hours and hours and hours, or I'll just avoid doing shit. But before it would be sleeping. It would be like, oh, I just, I would be a lot of excuses, not taking responsibility. And like, it would be like periods of like long-term depression and not admitting that. And just like a dissociating from what I'm actually feeling. And it was like, I'm, I'm like a shell where now I could be like, I'm feeling this way. Okay. Like, why am I feeling that way? Instead of like trying to numb myself or dissociate from that. So what I hear you saying is that astrology in many ways, and I want to circle back to like my experience with astrology here in just a second, but it seems to be that it's a tool to help you understand yourself more. Yeah. And like, and you know, to gain awareness, because as we, you know, as we gain awareness around our habits and our shadow side, like all of these things, you know, awareness is the tool to, you know, gain sovereignty, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not aware of something, you can't change it. If you want to change your life, you have to create awareness. Mm-hmm. So by creating awareness, for example, just with like the escapism, like that pattern for you, and then seeing it in your chart, you're like, okay, I understand why this happens. I understand why this is happening for me. I understand why I have this tendency because there's X, Y, Z. I think for me, it's not that it's like, it's so much of what you were saying. Cause I remember I've had a couple of readings with you now and I've, I've loved them. And the thing is, is, again, it wasn't like you told me necessarily things I didn't know about myself. I did know those things, but it was more just the confirmation that I'm not nuts. <laughs> it was, you know, like having this conversation where both times I think I've come to you saying, this is what's happening in my life. Please, can we like, just like, I feel like I'm being ripped apart and I'm trying to make some sense of it. And for me, it's just confirmation and almost like mirroring back this sense of like, yes, you're not crazy. This is the meaning behind it. And again, I think like that's part of the thing, especially when you're in a season of suffering where it's the meaning, like finding meaning in it that helps so much so that it it just alleviates the suffering a little bit where you can be like, this too shall pass, but also this is why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going through a rough cycle right now. And I'm telling you, if I didn't have some context to it, I'm not saying it doesn't, it makes it easier by the fact that a, I'm, I'm, I find I'm more, I surrender more to life versus resist it. Mm. Cause we, you know how sometimes it doesn't matter how hard, how, how much you push or you, you, you force, like it, it's like yeah. you actually get more resistance back astrology. Yeah. And I'm not a patient person. It's taught me a lot of patience mm-hmm. and trusting and surrendering to your cycles as opposed to so working with them as opposed to against them. Mm. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me. It's almost like, especially too, when there's been times where, you know, I've definitely felt the resistance and other times where I feel like the cosmic wind at my back, like there will be moments. And while we've talked about this in my readings where I know it's like a switch when like, I've just had something like this where, you know, I felt like I was pulling a ton of bricks behind me, you know, like physically, mentally, emotionally, like all of these things, just like, oh my God, like what is happening? And then bam, a switch goes off, the energy shifts and I'm on fire. And I'm like, whoo, something just happened. And then I would talk to you and you're like, yeah, this just happened. This moved into this house. This like went into Aries. And then it's like, okay, bam. But you feel those shifts. And for me, again, it's not that I necessarily need it. I mean, I can live my life. I'm, you know, a sovereign. Yeah, for sure. But the but it's, I don't know, there's something, we all love knowing a little bit more about ourselves and the mystical and all of these things. And so I love it because again, it's, it's just this confirmation, an external confirmation and just an opportunity to learn more about myself and, or maybe confirmed things that I've always thought, but, you know, 
it's not like I really would talk about it openly with people at a dinner table, be like, yeah, yeah you know, like there's these aspects of myself that I don't really understand. <laughs> so yeah. going into a reading, I don't know. I love it. I think it's so much fun. Oh, I appreciate that. I agree. And again, I tell people it's a tool. Like I'm not going to sit here and predict, I'm not, a, I'm not being a psychic. I'm showing you different patterns and themes and energy that, but how you, how it plays out for you, it's, it's depends how you respond to the energy. You have free will. You have free will. So this is where I say to people, it's like astrology is not necessarily going to make your life a certain way, but it's going to affect the energy of your consciousness. And it really depends how you respond to that energy. A hundred percent. Yeah. How much healing and awareness you have. So this is where I'm like, it's not like I'm telling you on this day, you're wearing an orange sweater and you bump into this person. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not a fortune teller. No, <laughs> you no people sometimes get that confused. Yeah. No, it's again, it's, it's cosmic energies that exist and, you know, and how we interplay with them. Mm. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent. So how does that relate to health and well-being? If, if, if the dots weren't connected yet, because again, health is not just what you eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not the supplements you necessarily only take. It's it's also you know pain or trauma or stuff from the past that you you haven't you know accepted or integrated or looked at or made peace with or even considered to heal. And I'm not someone who's like, Oh, you have to heal everything or else you're going to no. Like, I think some of us, I think some things will be a, a lifelong journey of healing. It doesn't mean you can't still be happy and fulfilled and live your life, but astrology is definitely a tool to help you be in your alignment. And when you're, when you're in alignment, your health is in alignment. If you're not in alignment, you're in a job, you hate a relationship, you hate your diets off. You, you think you're going to be thriving. Absolutely not. And when I'm working with people, whether it's a reading or it's more like even in depth, like, like, like purpose mentoring or even business coaching, when they start to shift the alignment and they're like, they're like, Oh, I'm sleeping better. My period's not as atrocious. And I, I haven't gotten a migraine in four months. I'm like, Oh, fascinating. And I'm not prescribing things. Then this is strictly like, yes, yes. Can we talk about this for a second? Because this is where I feel that I prescribe so little in my practice compared to when I first started out. And I feel like when I first started out, I almost had this anxiety because people would come in and they had this like conventional mindset of like, I go to the doctor and I get something. They write a script, they get something, I go home, I take it, I get better, blah, blah, blah. But as you and I both know, that's bullshit. That's, you know, like, yes, sometimes that is like supplements are helpful, but it's the energy that animates our being Mm -hmm. that has the greatest impact. And yes, we can prescribe, but I prescribe very little compared to how I used to. And there are times where it's necessary, of course, where we can help the, you know, the temple, the body help it, but impact that you can make on health and well-being just by lifestyle choices, by working on limiting beliefs, by changing what you eat. Like, it's just like, that is like the foundation. Mm-hmm. That is the foundation, like developing a spiritual practice, connecting with yourself, you know, looking at the toxic situations and people in your life that you need to, you know, put boundaries up, remove, etc. What did you dream of as a child? Are you doing it? Like all of these things. Can we talk a little bit more about alignment? Oh, I want to, I want to make a comment before we do that. I forgot to mention as soon as I quit that corporate job and I started working with my, I started healing my gut. I started and I left like my anxiety was gone. Yeah. I have to, I, I was prescribing myself with these like, strong Chinese herbs just so I could function. 
Mm-hmm. Like as soon as it was gone. So sometimes people, this anxiety or depression isn't a medication issue necessarily, or even a deficiency. It's like your body's and or your soul's like, we don't like this. Like we're trying to give you a warning signal to leave. Yeah. And it's not what's so crazy is that so many people will medicate at that point and numb themselves out, but it's the it's the signal for their soul being like wrong way, wrong yeah. way, and then yeah. we just silence it and they continue on in the job or the relationship or whatever it is that they hate and that's draining the life force out of them, mm-hmm. and then they wonder why they're so unhappy. Yeah, because their body the whole time has been like their soul, their body, like has been trying to communicate like, hey, wrong way. But we yeah. just like silence the body. We yeah. silence the, the anxiety, you know? Well, I just want to mention that because that was gone as soon as I left. The panic attacks were gone where my body was just like, what do we need to do to get your attention? Like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? So I just want to put that. So but question, well, what is alignment? Yeah. So, so alignment to me is a moment to moment phenomenon. It is not, it's fluid and it's constant. It's not fixed. So alignment, you know, there's other definitions where like your energy, your thoughts, your actions, your, your values, everything is like, uh, it's, um, congruent. Yeah, sure. Yes. That's the, that's a very basic definition. I find like alignment is where do you feel like in your joy, in your bliss in like it's alignment feels good. That's a simple definition. When you're alignment, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Now, does it mean you don't have moments of pain? That's what I'm going to get into (laughs) where I'm very aligned in many aspects of my life. There's days where I feel less in alignment and I'm like, Oh, I'm not feeling aligned. What's off. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's why I'm saying like, as you grow and evolve, your alignment will change. This is where, again, we get very weird as humans thinking it's this, Oh, I go here, I climb the mountain and then I reach my destination. That's it. It's like, no, no, no. Your alignment was constantly, what is in alignment with you is going to change, whether it's relationships, whether it's your exercises routine, whether it's your, um, your clients, whatever's the offerings that you're in. And I say to people like, that's just not aligned with you anymore. Yeah. I mean, I go back to what are your values and mm-hmm. where are you operating out of alignment with those values? I think that's actually, I want to stay on that for two seconds. Yeah. That's how I view alignment as well. It's like, am I aligned with my values? And I know that often when I find myself out of alignment, it's because I'm siding with my limiting beliefs Yeah. and pull me out of like, I'm not operating out of my value system. Then I'm operating out of limiting beliefs, like either because I'm worried about safety or I'm worried about um, you know, my ego is worried about what will someone think of me, or I'm looking for love and acceptance, belonging, being respected, like something like it's these, these limiting beliefs or these, uh, needs of the ego, which aren't horrible things. We all have them because it's what we need to be, you know, it's the first three chakras, right? It's like the, the, what our human needs to be safe and to keep our body alive and all these things. I find that we can get preoccupied with those needs. And also we can have false conditioning around them, right? Like, oh, this is how, instead of finding that love and acceptance within myself, I'm going outside looking for it constantly. And then that leads to this behavior or leads me to stay in this relationship or leads me to stay in this job. And then I get so far out of alignment because I'm not listening to my soul voice at that point. I'm listening to ego voice. And then I wonder what's happened. Why am, you know, why am I covered with a rash? Why am I depressed? Why are, do my, are my periods so painful? Like blah, blah, blah. 
right? And so that process of coming back into alignment really comes back to listening to soul voice, listening to intuition. Yeah. And, and again, that's not like a fixed set of quote unquote rules or like circumstance that's fluid because we're constantly changing. Like what is an alignment for me to eat right now? What my body's asking me for is different than it was five years ago. Oh yeah. So that's why I say to people, so it's what's important when I teach people is learning when you're out of alignment so you can get back into your alignment. And so again, I mean, I know we've mentioned this a few times, but those signs of being out of alignment. Yeah. It's like anxious, procrastinating, depressed, feeling like lost, feeling overwhelmed constantly, feeling like something's missing, like you can't put your finger on it also can manifest as physical things like yeah. physical health, any, any health symptom. Like I told you, mine was a rash. I yeah. gained 10 pounds. I was inflamed and I had post-nasal drip, um, chronic post-nasal drip and like really bad anxiety. It can yeah. manifest as, um, anger or irritability, chronic irritability or frustration. Usually if you're chronically annoyed, irritated, uh, frustrated, like you're not in alignment. Like again, your body's like, this is annoying me. What do I need to change? Chronically yeah. being triggered all the time feeling very tired or feeling like you have to sleep or not enough sleep. Like these are all, it's, there's not like one symptom, but it's usually like you feel off. I was going to say, I think jealousy and envy are also signs of like misalignment because, and what I mean by that is it's kind of like what happened to you with like uh, Chris Carr or Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, again, not that you necessarily want to be them, but there's something about what they're doing and putting out in the world that it's like unexpressed within yourself that you're like, Hey, like when I notice if I feel jealousy, like we all do at some point, I catch myself now and I'm like, Oh, okay. It's not actually has nothing to do with the other person. Oh no. Always. Oh, there's something about what they're doing and how, like what they're projecting into the world that I have within myself. That's similar that I'm not projecting out into the world. And I'm feeling that it's an unexpressed part of myself that's longing to come out. Yeah. So when you started, when you kind of got to that point where you were like, I'm (laughs) fuck it, I'm just coming out. I'm coming out in all of my woo. Mm -hmm. You kind of had some (laughs) pushback, right? I want to talk about this a little bit with like the, when we are in alignment, And we are being authentic and being true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean that everything is going to be perfect. No, it's (laughs) not. We're not going to get some pushback. It doesn't mean that we're not like when, like you had a video that went viral. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And just this idea of like, because we live in a culture right now where so many people, you know, they have an opinion or they say something and they get canceled. Yeah. And I think that's really unhealthy because we we should all have a right to our opinions we it's free speech we should you know that's the diversity that the diversity of opinion is what makes things so wonderful and amazing um you know all colors but I'm curious if you know when you came out of the woo closet Mm -hmm. and stepped into your power in this way did you experience any any Oh yeah. Yeah. When you go viral or when you're reaching, you're not the people that you're really not here to serve. You're going to get people who don't understand the work you're doing. And well, <laughs> literally they'll, they'll projectile vomit their, whatever that you represent to them. 
Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't sting a little bit. It does. But if anything, it actually helped me realize when I can separate that being like, the world is interesting. Right. And this is where I've realized Renata, it's, it doesn't matter who you are, how well your intentions are, you know, you can overly explain yourself and someone will still take what you say and do out of context. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I go back to how do I want to operate on the online web? I'm never going to shit on anyone. I don't care if I'm completely against what you do. Cause I don't feel like the world is led by your opinions. They're led by your example. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. I might see something that I strongly disagree with or be like, Oh, but I'm not going to go and attack that person. I'm again going to be like, what do I want? How, what do I want to put out to the world? So I don't waste my time arguing with people. I've got, I've got like really crazy comments about me and like the things that people said. And I'm just like, where, do, what, is, what is happening? Like, and you have these like fake accounts that are like, Oh, imitated. and then I, yeah. Then I have fake accounts trying to pretend to be me and then scamming people for money being like, I have a special reading for you. So it's been fun. Like, you know, and if someone told me, Renata, these are the things that people are going to leave on your page. And this is like, you're going to get all these fake accounts. And like, I probably be like, I'm not doing that, but this is where we play small. And you have to understand that that's that things come with the territory, not in a negative way, but you get to choose how you respond to it. Like I have so many fake accounts. I just accepted, like it's, there's nothing I could do. I've tried to do what I can. Instagram doesn't give a shit. If people unfortunately get scammed, like I can't be responsible for where you decide to put your money because someone DM'd you for a reading. Like I can't, I try to warn you. I've tried to put it out there again. And I've got, I got, I got attacked from people being like, oh my God, like, are they going to now blah, 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 my bank account. I was like, that is not my responsibility. Like I'm very direct. So I have no problem shutting that down where I was like, you are, I totally get you're overwhelmed right now. And that is not the, I'm not PayPal. Like I'm so sorry, but you got to take out with the wrong, you're with the wrong person. So again, with that, people have been like, you should really do something about this. I'm like, what would you like me to do? Right. And then with people leaving demon comments on my page, to be honest, I almost deleted TikTok when I first went viral because I've gone viral several times. Yeah. And I remember sitting there being like, wait a second. So you're going to delete TikTok because 10 people and maybe you're you're also misreading it the context they might just be funny or sarcastic you're gonna delete the app because 10 people out of thousands out of half a million said that like are you insane renata like what's wrong with you and this is where i had to come back to what is my truth and staying anchored in there regardless of the wor- what the world says about you and sometimes Can you the comments- that again that's so good like staying anchored in your truth regardless of what the world time, says. regardless of what the world thinks it of says. you because I said, is this in my alignment? Yes or no. I put out things that I know people are going to strongly disagree with. And at the end of the day, I'm not here to, I'm not here for everyone to agree with me. Mm-hmm. I'm providing a perspective. I'm providing my truth. And I'm not necessarily saying that I need you to un- even understand me. Yeah. That's not even, I'm just here to express myself and I'm empowering other people to express themselves because it's in alignment with me. And I, cause I noticed when I get triggered by other people and I was like, why am I so triggered right now? But again, you have to, this has really taught me being like, are you going to be in alignment? Or are you going to crumble? Are you going to fold? Yeah. So as much as I hate these experiences, sometimes being attacked online, it's, it's really made me very clear and very like anchored in, in my alignment. And that doesn't say, come it make you more aligned because it does. The more, you know, more awareness you have and when you get attacked or when you get criticized, 
it forces you to go inward and reflect. And then you think, well, wait a second, again, am I going to act from my values? Mm -hmm. The values that are in, in alignment, like with my soul and what I'm here for and my purpose and what I believe in, mm -hmm. or am I going to react from fear yeah. and, you know, maybe some false conditioning live from a limiting belief that I have to be a certain way in order for someone to like me xyz right yeah and i was like oh you have like and the things that i was like people have no you have no idea who i am and i don't again i don't justify i don't explain myself to people sometimes i will i will block people i will leave their comments unread because i'm like you want me to get into it with you in a 50 50 character comment section i'm like that's insane like get, get out of here and i have it's no so problem strange. with that it's so strange what's happened with the online space not that that stuff didn't exist before but I feel like it's just really intensified like in the last couple of years with yeah. well that that's because you know fear and the tension and all of this has intensified within our within the conscious or yeah. within the right it's um and I, and I tell people this is my online home I'm not coming home and pooping on your floor and then getting mad at you because there's poop on the floor that I made like yeah. I know that's a really extreme comment but it's like when you it's a unilateral follow and you're choosing to, you're choosing to, I never force you to listen to this. I never force you to whatever. And the fact that you want to come at me and demand something, I'm so sorry. It's not happening. Cause that's not the way I operate. I think that's, it's not respectful. So this is how I've navigated. If anything, it's, it's made me very aligned and that can be, that can feel very, people don't like that. Can you expand a little bit on that? Why you think people don't like that? People don't Do like it when you're comfortable being who you are they don't like it especially people are you know if they have things that are healing and stuff like that people get it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't matter how much money you have i've realized that when people are being in their authenticity and they own it i mean the good and the bad mm -hmm. and they're okay with that i find like the world will either, some people will be inspired by that, but a lot of people will not like that. Cause they're like, I, it, it's like, it's they, they, that, that jealousy and envy, envy comes out. I can look like my ponytails on the side. I have mascara. It doesn't matter if I look like Oscar the Grat. It doesn't matter. It's the, it's your energy. And you have to understand when you're more aligned in who you are, you're going to get people who are going to want to go, who are going to want to shun that, that are hurt people. Yeah. And I feel for them. I have so much compassion. I don't get, I don't get triggered by it. I don't, again, I don't attack them because I have that awareness, understanding, like I get what is occurring for them and what I represent to them. That's unfortunate. And it's not personal. Yeah. Cause it's actually not about you again. That's it's like, me. you know, I, I, I've explained it to people. Like, it's kind of like life is a game of spiritual bumper cars, right? Like we'll bump up against somebody or they'll bump up against us. And you know, like the, we trigger or we, whatever word you want to use, act like activate, whatever, like I've heard people describe it in different ways. But if someone's doing something or someone has said something, or they just look a certain way and it evokes an emotion within me, mm -hmm. that's my responsibility. That's on me to go inward, create awareness around that and ask what this is about, especially if it's a negative emotion, mm -hmm. Right. That's not that the other person should change or that there's something wrong with the other person. You know, it's not everybody thinks that way. <laughs> no. And I get there's very like, there's, there's cl very clear behavior. That's not okay. Right. And, and that's fine to be like, this isn't, this is kind of not okay. You know, mm -hmm. but when someone's just misdirecting their anger 
onto someone on the internet because of the way they look like yeah no that's just uh, I'm not that's not my I'm not I'm not their own it's format. their own pain right it's them emoting their own pain I just think of I go back to this comment that I think I've mentioned this before maybe on another podcast where I remember when I was first like you know getting online and like putting myself out there and doing things and you know, getting some criticism or people making fun of me in a video or whatever it may have been. And I remember Elizabeth Gilbert, like saying this, like this comment that I heard on one of her podcasts where she said, you know, criticism is the, the tax you pay for creativity. Mm -hmm. And I also, I would edit it to say it's, you know, it's the tax you pay for authenticity. Yeah. 100%. But it doesn't mean that we don't do it. No, it just, that you know, because it, at the end of the day, my alignment and the peace and the um oh, what do I want to say the congruency and all of the amazing well-being and the beautiful vibrational frequency of being in alignment for me far outweighs anything else like yeah. that is the most important thing because then I'm in sync I'm, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing my soul is being expressed I'm I'm a much happier person, even though things may happen in my life and life is not perfect, obviously. It, and being in alignment again, doesn't mean that we don't experience pain. It doesn't mean oh, that we don't have yeah. trials and tribulations and all of these things, but it's living according to your values. Right. Oh yeah. And that, that's not always easy. Right. But then again, if for me, I can't, it's actually, it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just very unenjoyable for the many experiences I've been through the many, many existential crises I've been through. The more I resist something, it'll mentally start affecting me emotionally. And then eventually my body will show it. And I'll, I know, cause I'm very attuned. Yeah, so I just am like, yeah, will I maybe not be famous or <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, I, will I not have, you know, whatever this is in this, because I didn't sell my soul. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not upset about that. Cause at the end of the day, I sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. So all that said, how has listening to your soul led you to greater fulfillment, healing, and purpose? I mean, I feel like you've said that throughout this whole thing, like you told us your story, but mm -hmm. if you were to sum it up, like how has listening to your soul led you to more fulfillment, to more purpose, to more healing? In, in every avenue, in my health, um, in my career, obviously. The more I listen to something in, in my career, like I literally doubled my business in one year by just being like, this is where you're going to go. And I'm terrified. Because, this, is this is me. But this is me. By showing yeah. up fully as yourself. Yeah. Isn't that so, fascinating? It was fascinating. Literally, I was like, I doubled my business in a year. That's, in, that's insane. That took a great um, deal of courage though, too, to, to show up as you fully, right? Again, like we talked about all the criticism and the creepers and all these other things and that have been, but. oh uh, totally and I didn't go in there being like I want to double my business it was just like that was the result abundance by being in my alignment but it was if I was do you get what I'm saying I was more like what makes me feel aligned and what yeah. I want to put out to the world because I wholeheartedly believe yeah you have to have the systems and the structure sure but that was like what just happened that's insane obviously with my relationships, my friends, my family, like by listening to my soul, by having hard conversations, by maybe parting ways, even though I miss them as a person, I want the best for them has brought me more peace in all my relationships. 
Mm. and actually connection and feeling like I'm able to fully be myself from like the best Renata to demon Renata, you know, and by listening to my soul and I won't, I wouldn't change that for anything. Cause I think your community is everything to you. And then I, the last part is probably, yeah, my health. I, I've, I have on and off battles with my health. And the moment I listen and I do what I know what I need to do, I'm good. The moment I don't, I will start to get for me now, it's jaw pain. It's actual like physical, like jaw pain. And that's annoying for the point where my muscles won't, I can't even open my jaw. So it's like the universe is like, you don't want to speak your truth? Well, are you, you, you keep resisting? Well, we're going to really, literally, you will not be, you won't be able to speak and it'll hurt. Yeah. I find it fascinating and it never, like it never ceases to amaze me, the yeah. physical symptoms and how they relate metaphorically to what's going on. Yeah. You know, and, and there are definitely like patterns that you'll see with people, like with patients, you know, if it's like, whether it's, you know, painful periods or breast cancer or, you know, gut issues, jaw pain, whatever it may be, right? There's similar patterns, but there's nuances based on the person, oh, right? Sure. Yeah, and we're not one size, it's not one size fits all, but the body speaks through symptoms, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, it's like unpacking and decoding those messages and going inward and listening and saying, okay, there's, there's a misalignment of energy. It's showing up as a dis-ease you know, a lower vibrational frequency, whatever it may be, what is going on, going in and listening and unpacking that, Mm -hmm. and then having the courage to step into your power, be in alignment, show up authentically as yourself, and the shift that comes with that energetically, and how our souls energetically are vibrating then in our bodies, Mm -hmm. so differently than when we're in alignment compared to when we're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's to me, why I'm in medicine <laughs> it's like is because that's that's my view of health is you know helping people come into alignment and and you know vibrating at a much higher frequency and so they're you know showing up fully as themselves that to me is health and well-being that's fulfillment like you're talking about peace and the different things like what being in alignment has offered you what listening to your soul has offered you it's fulfillment it's healing and purpose it's all of these amazing things Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly believe in that. And like, I was spending, for example, the jaw pain, I, I had surgery. Yeah, but I knew the lingering pain was because it was withholding a lot of things, mm-hmm. not expressing maybe the point where I felt expressed, I was holding something in. And I was spending like a lot of money a month, Cairo, Accu, Osteo, just to manage the pain. And I knew and I said to my Osteo, I was like, I already know why this is lingering. And the moment I deal with it, it's going to go away. And literally the moment I spoke out, uh, it went away and it hasn't come back since. The moment you spoke out on Instagram, the moment you fully came out. Yeah. No, no, no. Not with my woo-woo-ness, but just other global perspectives. Something you had to say. Something I had to say, and it wasn't really necessarily of a nitty gritty detail, but it was at least like, this has been pissing me off and I have to say something and I I, I don't even care what the repercussions are. Both your truth and the pain went away. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, Renata, how can people find you? And if they want to work with you, where can they find details about that? 
So I guess the best place to connect with me is Instagram. So it's at align with Renata. Be aware. I have many fake demon accounts. Like yes. I will put the correct accounts. links in the show yeah. notes. And like, it, that's my only one, uh, even though other ones will be like, this is my only account. They just love to copy me. I will never DM you for a reading. So if like you get a line or Renata accounts DMing you for some special reading, it is not me. And then from there, aside from being entertained by my ridiculous reels. Um, no, your reels are amazing. Can I just say this? You are like, <laughs> you are my real inspiration. My real inspiration. Um, no, I love them. Whenever I go on, I'm just, for those listening, please do yourself a favor when you're done listening to this podcast, <laughs> click on the link to Renata's Instagram and go through, I have like my favorites. <laughs> I almost want to like link a couple. I don't think you can link specific. Oh yeah. Maybe I will link a couple of my favorites. You are my favorite person with reels. It's, it's so much fun. And it's such, um, I think it highlights your humor and, and, and I, I just want to say, this is really authentically you showing up. Like I remember in school in our mm-hmm. clinical residency together and like, it's true to you. This is amazing. I love it. I love your humor. So yeah, no, yeah. your reels are not ridiculous. They're amazing. No, I, I, I didn't write that in a good way, not a bad way, but they're, they're, they're out there. Um, they're so, um, and then from there, there's like the link in my bio and the Instagram account that you can explore the different options. If it's, whether it's an astrology, the life purpose reading is usually what people like to explore, which is your cosmic blueprint. And then there's different versions, tarot, Reiki. And then of course, if you want to really go deeper into mentorship, those are options to, to explore. Yep. Amazing. As someone, as someone who has had a few readings, I can vouch for you know, the information that I just found so valuable, again, illuminating, you know, different things that at the time that I was struggling with that really helped me find meaning and mirror back to me and help me go deeper into the messages that life was presenting to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that my soul was asking me to move through, like things my soul was asking me to move through to find greater fulfillment, liberation and, and health and well-being. So yes, I will be sure to put all of those links so that people can find your work. in the show notes below. Thank you so much for coming on here and having this conversation with me. I'm sure I will have you on again, but thank you so much, Renata. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Nest Podcast. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at drmariskataylornd, as well as visit my website at drmariskataylor.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you again next time.